0: Welcome back to Season 2 of the Ivy League Prep Academy podcast, equipping you to successfully pursue the college of your dreams. We believe everyone deserves to reach their full potential, and the admissions process shouldn't hold you back. Hello and welcome back, everyone. Today, I'm really excited because I know so many of our listeners are students who are ambitious, who have great plans and great dreams, and who just want to know how to move from where they are to the completion of an amazing impact project. And today we have a student with us, someone who just finished our recent cohort of the Ivy League Challenge. Her name is Ishida, and she joins us to talk about her experience. I think that you're going to hear not only some tremendous value as far as understanding how the Ivy League Challenge kind of plays a role in your life and in in those teenage years, But then also some really, really amazing tips and just an inspiring story about what you can do even as a young person to create an impact in your community that is fully aligned with your core values and that is something that's really exciting to you, something you're interested in. And so what an amazing story we have to hear uh, today. And that is Ishida. Thank you so much for joining us and welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: So Ishida, let's just jump kind of right in. I want to I wanna help students get a feel for what it's like or what it was like for you at least before you decided to join the Ivy League Challenge. So what issues or what problem were you facing before you discovered the Ivy League Challenge?
1: Well, the biggest issue for me was the fact that I found college applications, I found making an impact project trying to stand out super overwhelming. I would see like these Ivy League kids, they're doing like fantastic things. They're building like robots and sending satellites into space. They're doing some fantastic thing that seems so distant from me. So that yeah. became overwhelming because, of course, school was my priority. I was like, is this not enough? I'm not sure what I want to do. Do I really have to like only do this? Do it? It's It's just a very overwhelming like experience for me. And then I also did not have a sense of clarity. What exactly did I want to study? what is something that keeps me awake at night? What can I talk about for hours and hours on end without ever getting bored? I also did not have that sense of clarity. And just those two together made me really want to procrastinate the entire process. And that's definitely something that you should not do. So I had to really face myself. And the Ivy League Challenge really, really helps because um, the bulk of the work for me was finding that sense of clarity, really looking inside myself. And Mr. Gardner, you helped me a lot with that. My peers really helped me a lot with that. So that's why I feel at a much better place right now.
0: Wow. Well, let's, let's kind of stay in that zone before where you were facing that challenge. I, I know so many people can relate and so many people put off college prep because yeah. they feel like, man, I haven't even figured out high school. You want me to prepare for college? Like, this is difficult. There's so many challenges in so many different ways. And so what we end up doing is we, we deny it, we procrastinate it, we, we binge social media purge, you know, we do all sorts of things.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: So what did that frustration, I know that everything you described there um, was kind of a long-term issue. That's, neither of those are like, oh, that's the moment that I felt it. Those are building, long buildings, kind of slow burn issues. So what did the frustration feel like as you tried to solve those problems?
1: I think for me, well, personally, I grew up doing a lot of different things. I've tried to be as well-rounded as possible. So I enjoy sports. I enjoy theater. um, I enjoy academics as well. I try to be academically well-rounded, and that's good for a student. But when you're trying to really look inside yourself, what are your core values? What is something you want to do? It gets really difficult because then you lose sight of who am I as an individual. I didn't know what was something that I could do for the rest of my life. I didn't know what was something that I absolutely hated because I was so used to trying to be good at everything. So mm. in the Ivy League challenge, what I did was I sat with my peers and Mr. Garner. And basically I was looking at what are key moments in my life that have defined who I am. I went through what is a thing I've struggled with. And I looked through like all those little things that made me who I am So it was a really difficult process. It was sometimes overwhelming when you're trying to find that sense of clarity because you have to have a certain level of self-awareness that you didn't have before. And then when you suddenly do, it's like a light bulb moment. So it takes a lot of time for people who are trying to find clarity and are overwhelmed about the process and feel like, oh, college is really distant from me. These Ivy League kids are so distant from me. I can't even figure out high school yet. I don't want to do it. I think you just really need to. Take the time to understand yourself first. And that was, I think that is like the key to the door.
0: Wow. Wow. I I love what you're saying. People who have (laughs) listened to my podcast have heard that before. And so it's great to have you kind of second what I've been saying so, so frequently. Well, now you've finished the Ivy League challenge, right? Mm -hmm. The cohort has recently completed. What would you say is different about your life
1: now? For me... Like, as I mentioned, I try to do everything, anything and everything to the 100% of my ability. And now I'm doing curricular activities in school, extracurricular activities in school. Like I'm doing the service council. That's something I did. I'm doing student council. But I have a lot more self-respect for myself in the sense that I'm not trying to do everything. I'm not trying to do everything 100%. I'm picking and choosing and respecting my time, and respecting the fact that I need time to myself, I need time to do my impact project. I should only choose the things that I want to do. If people come and ask me, "Oh, can you join this club? Oh, can you help me with this? Can you um, do this type of assignment?" I will be a lot more firm with them, and I like have set boundaries for myself. Like this is actually what I want to do. I have a clear goal for the next three to four years, so I really pick and choose. And I like you only have twenty four hours in a day, so you have to use it meaningfully
0: yeah, amazing. So the the big problems, everything was overwhelming. It feels yeah. like Ivy League students were somehow like they came from a different planet and, and could do things that, that normal humans can't do. So that's really overwhelming and daunting. Yeah. And then there's no clarity around who I am and, and what really brings me to life as an individual. So with feeling overwhelmed and a lack of clarity, that leads to long ter- long-term long procrastination. Your natural response to that was to double down and say, okay, well, I'll just do everything I can exactly. and do it as well as possible and be as well-rounded as possible, which of course... to
1: overcompensate works. for my lack of clarity. Yeah, that makes it even I,
0: harder to figure out who you really are, right?
1: It's even harder because then you're trying to become something that... You're trying to fit the model of an Ivy League kid. You're trying to be like, oh, I was team captain and I was student council president and I got straight A's. But I think you should really just be true to yourself. Like that sounds so cliche, but I don't think if you don't, if you don't enjoy the sport you're doing, then there's no point of being the team captain for it, right? But let's say if you're doing an impact project on food waste and climate change is a problem super important to you. I think even if you don't get into the Ivy League, college of your choice that is something that you will take with you for the rest of your life and you just have a lot more self-respect that's something I really gained self-respect and really being firm with who I am and what do I want to get out of different opportunities are presented in front of me
0: absolutely absolutely so your original solution of just just doing what and and I wanted to just add one thing to what you said you Mm -hmm. said trying to do what the Ivy League students do I want to add to that. Trying to do what you thought the Ivy League students are like, because it turns out that they're not at all like that. (laughs) There are a few who are like that, absolutely, but the vast majority are not superhuman. You know, captains of six sports and and sent satellites into space and did everything else. The vast majority of Ivy League students, we'll, we'll hopefully get to talk about it a little bit later, but they are people who are very thoughtful, very reflective, who know very well who they are, and they live lives that are very closely aligned with who they are. And so when the admissions officers get their applications, they say, mm, I know exactly how this person would contribute to the campus. I know exactly what we'd be getting. Like, this is a person who's true to their core values so we're going to get that person and let's see if they live their core values in a way that we like on our campus. Oh, wow. Yeah, we want that person. Anyway, Ivy League students are probably a lot different than what you had thought at the, at the time. But yeah. because of your, you know, misinformation, you decided to just kind of pretend to be that kind of person and hope that somewhere along the line you figured out because right now it's just everything's overwhelming. Everything feels daunting. It feels totally impossible.
1: Yeah yeah for sure i think it's also like with our parents and that at their time it was like you had to get straight a's you had to like like good grades were the bare minimum but i think it's getting more and more competitive in the sense that people need to have a strong sense of self that's something that high school students really lack because we're just we're trying to study we're trying to get through high school we're trying to like get into those Ivy league schools and kind of losing track of who we are. We're trying to become popular. We're trying to be liked by everyone. So we lose a sense of who we are. So I think just self-awareness, if you have that level of self-respect and self-awareness, then the important people will be able to connect with you like those admissions officers. Maybe, maybe.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Great, great hint there. And great point. So All right. Can you take us to the moment when you realized that the Ivy League challenge was actually working to solve your problems?
1: I think the moment it started working. Well, there was a class that we did, which was um, what are your internal struggles? So basically, my peers and I, we had a bunch of different questions that we had to answer about ourselves. What is a moment that really defined who you are? What's a moment that really went against your values? What is your core value? What keeps you up at night? And it's something that I've been thinking about for like, it was not just, it was like a couple of weeks we did that module, I remember. But then when I had discussions with my classmates, we started crying listening to each other's stories. And I just realized how similar we all are and that we're all trying to get through this kind of admissions process together. But if we all have that level, like I felt bad that they were going through that kind of overwhelming feeling that I was. I was like, these are amazing people. They shouldn't have to be defined by an Ivy League school. They should just be doing their impact projects and just enjoying who they are. So that's kind of when I realized that, okay, I need to have that level of self-respect and clarity. These are my values. This is what I've learned from my peers. I'm going to do an impact project and it's going to be amazing. It's going to follow a Issue that I really care about, which is climate change and um, global warming. And whether I get into an Ivy League school or not, I'm going to give it my all. But, you know, having that level of self respect, that's kind of when I realized when we had those discussions. Like, um, I was listening to Neela and Nandita's story. They're my classmates as well. And I started crying. Yeah. On
0: oh, that is so touching. And thank you so much for sharing that. I think everyone listening, every teenager listening in, can relate. And hopefully parents and college counselors and teachers who are listening in, because I know I do have a lot of listeners who are adults that work with teens. I hope they can feel some empathy and and a deeper understanding of, of what you are going through as teenagers at this point. So what does life look like just in general now that you've been through the program?
1: Now that I've been through the program, it's like I'm on the other side of the tunnel, if I'm being completely honest, because going into the summer... Of course, I was um, a freshman going into sophomore year, right? So it was actually time to like, like start getting into college mode and preparing for college mode, and I was absolutely terrified. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I feel a lot better. Whether or not I get into my like list of schools, I have an impact project that I really care about, and I want to scale, and I want to spend a lot of time on. In fact, I'm going to spend a lot of time on this winter break. So... It's just made me feel so much better about my future, even beyond college and beyond university. So I don't know. I just it's making me enjoy what I'm studying more. Like I'm taking more hard, like more difficult classes this year, like APs. I'm taking government and it's showing me a lot of different options. I just feel a lot more optimistic about the future now.
0: Ah such a relief. And that's so wonderful to hear. So let's kind of pivot then, because I think what you've shared is just so, so amazing. And and I, I really feel like other teenagers who, who hear that are going to mm-hmm. recognize themselves in your emotions and in your thoughts. And I just want to thank you for being so authentic and so real uh, yeah. with us today, because that is so helpful. Um, I, I, it really helps everyone realize that they are human. And even though every, I'll, I'll say it this way. I, I'm not aware of any of my peers at Harvard that, that never felt like they weren't good enough. I'm not Definitely. aware of a single one. Everyone that so I got to know self-doubt.
1: well. That was the biggest thing. Self-doubt is yeah. the enemy.
0: At, at some point, they felt like they were the imposter. Yeah. At some point, every single one of them. And so if if that's true, and everyone that I've ever taken on in the Ivy League challenge has every single one of them has also felt like at some point on on some level they're also not good enough, then maybe it's okay if you're listening to this and you have these feelings like maybe you're not good enough. Maybe that just means that you're normal. And we can add some strategy and some clarity to your to your journey here. And once you have that map and just a few tools, then suddenly the confusion and that feeling of of just overwhelm and that you have no power or or control over your your destination, that can all just kind of dissipate. Like the fog rises and suddenly you see the path and you still have to walk the path. There's still a lot of work to do, but it's really fun because you can see your progress and you know where you are and you understand what progress is as opposed to before where you just had no idea for sure. Okay. Uh, Beautiful. All right. So let's pivot and just talk about your impact project for a minute. Uh, I -hmm. think that's of, of extreme interest.